It is the Built by Bama online podcast. Travis Ryer, Senior Analyst for BOL with you once again. And I'm joined on our latest pod by Bama Online Recruiting Analyst. Hank South does an outstanding job covering Crimson Tide recruiting for the 247sports.com network, of course, alongside publisher of BOL, Tim Watts. Hank, how are you doing? I'm good, Travis. How about you? You uh you totally moved into the new crib. I mean, we good on that? Oh, uh, we are. Yeah, still getting still getting unpacked. Got a bunch of boxes in the garage, but uh, we're we're getting there. Yeah, you having to balance the honeydews probably right now. We're trying Absolutely. to uh, cover this this close that the uh, Alabama football staff is trying to put on its 2020 recruiting class. And obviously, we have Hank with us today because, well, we're going to talk Alabama recruiting in depth and. It feels like anyway, Hank, and correct me if I'm wrong on this, it it feels like we're in the very latter stages of this 2020 class being finalized, but there's also the other side of it. We're still so far away from that early signing period in December, so just a different deal altogether. You can be sitting here with 22 commitments, uh, but at the same time, uh, and you've touched on this in the past, you got to keep you got to keep recruiting the guys you got, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, we're looking at it today on August 1st, um, something we'll talk about here in a minute, but the first official offer day where recruits can actually uh, start receiving written official offers from programs throughout the country. And if you look at, if you look at Twitter, a lot of the Alabama commitments are tweeting out their offers from other schools and not, you know, that that's not to say they're wavering or, you know, they're looking elsewhere, but um, it, it, it does go to, to show that you do have to keep recruiting official visit season is coming up uh, with games starting up in, in September and, and throughout the fall um, guys are still talking to other schools. We, we've seen a number of Alabama commitments take visits elsewhere. Um, you know, it, it's a long way from being over. And if, if you look at the calendar from last year, I mean, I, I can't remember the exact number of commitments Alabama had on August 1st of, uh, of 2018, but there were some guys that we weren't really even talking about being a part of this class at that point, a guy like Jordan battle that was still kind of in the early stages of, of Bama pushing for him. Uh, Braylon Ingram, that, that really wasn't a, a full on push yet for him. So, you know, th- there's still so much time remaining. There's so many variables still in play that, yeah, there are 22 commitments on that list right now, but it, it's a long way from uh, December. Yeah. And one of those positions where it looks like Alabama would be almost set, is wide receiver, but as you've talked about on previous podcasts, some of those guys that are still taking visits uh, certainly reside at that wide receiver position as commitments to UA. And I found it fascinating on Thursday, Hank, that we saw from Daislin Worsham on social media, the one-time Alabama commit who backed off that pledge uh, not too long ago, looked like he might be headed to Miami. Uh, He put his official offer uh, from the University of Alabama out there on social media Thursday morning. Did that surprise you or how would you sort of how would you sort of classify, you know, that situation, even with the the offer we saw from Worsham on Thursday? Yeah, you know, I, I wasn't too surprised. Uh, you know, credit to Tim Watts on this one. He's kind of been in, in the forefront of it as far as uh, covering this whole DeZalen Worsham situation. Um, you know, he took that visit to Miami. Uh, decommitted. But, you know, the feeling was around Alabama and just people close to the recruitment that it was a major surprise that he backed off that commitment to Alabama. You know, that the thought was he was just having fun. He, he wasn't really seriously considering leaving the class. And then and then lo and behold, he, he decommitted. 
fits. But, uh, you know, Bama had him back on campus for the cookout. You know, Tim Watts has been saying that there is still mutual interest there, um, probably more so from Worsham's end at this point. Obviously, Alabama is still recruiting some other receivers. But, you know, being invited to that cookout, that champions cookout, it does mean there's interest there. And, and a lot of people ask, you know, what's the difference between an official offer and, and you know, the offer prior to that? What, what what difference is this August 1st offer? And and mainly it's it, it is the first day that the schools can actually send you a written offer. Everything up until then is just a verbal offer. But it's also just kind of a, a hey, we're, we're still going to be looking at you this fall. Uh, we still like you a lot. It's not necessarily just for all the top targets, because if you look at Twitter and see all these guys tweeting these Alabama official offers, you know, they don't have enough space for all those guys. They obviously can't all commit if they wanted to today. So, uh, you know, I'm not not too surprised that Desalen Worsham tweeted that or, or received one. I think Bama still does have interest in him. I think it's just going to kind of depend on how the dominoes fall in this 2020 class as to whether he, he'll be able to rejoin it or not. Yeah, interesting mile markers coming up from the recruiting perspective for Alabama, really tomorrow being one of those, right, with a really important linebacker target that's still out there for UA. Yeah, uh, tomorrow, Justin Flo, the number one inside linebacker in the country, a major target for several programs, to say the least, um, is, is announcing his top four. He's kind of been hinting at it on Instagram and on Twitter that it's going to be coming out. Um, and, and the feeling is, and if you've been following along on BamaOnline.com, is, is – that Alabama should be in it. Um, you know, if you follow this recruitment long enough, um, they've been in the mix long enough and pushed for him hard enough to to kind of to to pique his interest. And and I think they will be on that list. And the question is, who else will be on that list? And if you're asking me, I, I think Clemson will be on it. Obviously, we've seen um, if you've been tracking this the last week, he he did visit Justin Flo did visit Clemson last weekend on an unofficial trip and started getting some crystal balls to the Tigers. And that has some Alabama fans a little worried. Um, obviously, you know, that they're seeing Clemson put together this great class after how last season ended. And that's not something they're, they're really liking at this point. But uh, I will say, you know, Justin Flo, it, it's, it's not a recruitment where I don't think, where I think one visit's going to really change much for him. I mean, obviously, you know, I think that visit helped Clemson certainly, but is, is it a visit he's going to immediately come home and commit after I don't think that's the case. I think he wants to take official visits. So you look at two schools like Alabama and Clemson. I think those two schools will, will certainly be on it. Um, going beyond that, you know, I think USC's in the mix. Uh, Georgia, LSU, I think are two teams that could, uh, two other teams that can make it. So it'll be interesting to see, uh, you know, how uh, what that list consists of. But I, I would be surprised if Alabama was not on it. Let's talk about where we're at on the recruiting calendar right now because you see these offers, these official offers uh, all over social media on, on August 1st. In terms of contact, are, are we in a dead period? We have fall camp cranking up at Alabama on Friday. Talk about how that will factor into the mix with uh, prospects coming on campus uh, in the coming weeks, once practice starts, not just for the 2020 class, perhaps, but also for 2021, maybe even beyond, Hank. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, next up on the calendar um, is it, a dead period at this point in time. Uh, so Bama can't have face to face contact with with uh, with recruits until um, September 1st, um, at which point you're going to see, you know, official visits fire up. There's already some guys scheduled. Uh, to be on campus in the month of September, uh, you know, we're going to see plenty of visits throughout the month. I, I, and, and there are some rules that allow recruits to take visits to those neutral site games or not necessarily visits, but uh, for teams to provide tickets for, for recruits to be in attendance for those games. So, you know, I, I think that might be a thing we, we see maybe later in August when, when they play Duke. But, uh, yeah, you know, next up, um, it, it, the biggest next the next milestone for 2020 uh 
or for the whole recruiting calendar is September 1st when 2021 recruits can start um, receiving uh, email correspondence, DMs, texts. They can start communicating with coaching staffs more regularly than they have been already. So that's kind of the next big marker on the recruiting calendar. Then, of course, you know, coaches can start getting back out on the road in the fall during the season. And then um, that kind of all rolls up to the early signing period. So um, a little bit of a a lull this month, um, but, you know, it picks right back up in September. With as much as the calendar has changed with the advent of the early period, how has that impacted official visits? I mean, we've already seen it. We've seen kids visiting Alabama and other schools in in the summer months. But maybe that next wave or that next flurry of official visits by prospects to Alabama, Hank, when can we sort of expect those to to take place? Yeah, you know, the the, the first kind of wave we, we've seen or, or guys have, uh, you know, been confirming as far as their attendance um, is that that September 20th weekend when they play Southern Miss, um, uh, a guy we just talked about, Justin Flo, that's kind of that, that's been the date he's locked in for his Alabama official visit. Reggie Grimes, the, the Alabama legacy um, outside linebacker edge guy. He's expected that weekend as well. Um, and I think they're actually honoring Reggie Grimes uh dad's team that weekend for the, the I think it's the 20th yeah. anniversary of the SEC championship. Mm-hmm. So that'll be a cool moment for him. Uh, but those are really the only two as far as uh, a, a multiple visitor official visitor weekend that we, we've kind of confirmed so far. Obviously, you know, LSU is going to be a huge weekend. There's been several guys that have said they plan to do that weekend. But obviously, you know, we want to wait until October to really kind of reaffirm those plans because those, those visit dates do change a lot. But I think we'll, we'll probably see LSU be the biggest visitors weekend, official visitors weekend um, as far as game games go next season. And then obviously, you know, December is always a, a very busy time to uh, with the build up to the early signing period. 22 commitments in this 2020 class to date for the Alabama Crimson Tide, Hank. What are we thinking in terms of a final number uh, when it's all said and done for this class? Are we looking at five, six, four, five, six more uh, players that could get in the boat? And that's understanding that of the 22 right now, we could see a couple maybe transition to other programs. Yeah, you know, I I think that's probably a safe bet. Um, you know, I I don't think Alabama sees their commitment list at 22. You know, if you followed along on Bama Online, there, there's yeah, like you just said, there's several guys, not several guys, but there's there's a few guys that uh, probably won't make the cut, probably won't end up in this class. And, and of course, like I said earlier on in the podcast, I mean, there are guys taking visits elsewhere. There's always the possibility that a guy just flips and is not a guy that you know there's there's a parting of ways with it's just uh he has interest elsewhere so that's that's always something you have to take into consideration so i think when it's all when it's all said and done you know i I still come back to that 26 27 number obviously that can change it's never really set in stone but i think that's kind of the most logical uh final number to kind of put out there right now um and that obviously will 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 require bama to to not have everybody currently on their commitment list um still there come come the signing period We've seen Alabama, Hank, of late. Some of its more recent commitments have come from the defensive line position. And we talk about guys with interest in other schools. What's the deal with Jason Jones? He's been a long-time Alabama commitment, more than a year now, committed in early July of 2018. The big man from Calera High School here in the state of Alabama, 6'6 340 pounds. Is he a guy that you anticipate? remaining in this this group or is he a guy that perhaps could be among those that perhaps lands elsewhere 
Yeah, that's that's a tricky question. I mean, I, I would consider him a guy that that could maybe possibly part ways. Um, you know, he he's not a guy that attended that first cookout in June. He did visit Alabama in June. He just didn't go to that cookout. Um, he hasn't really worked out um, for Alabama that that I've been made aware. of of as far as in the camp setting in a, in a good while you know last summer i think he had sinus surgery during the summer and wasn't able to work out um you know he tore his acl in the weight room last december so he's kind of been rehabbing that all year um and, and so there's just really not been we haven't really seen him on the camp circuit he hasn't really been able to i mean it's not his fault he's recovering from an acl tear so we haven't really been able to see him work out this spring and so his rankings kind of gone down a little bit but uh yeah you know you, you talk to him I, I talked to him a few weeks ago and, and he's not really you know, he, 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 he says he's up, he's committed to Alabama, you know, he's firm with Alabama, but he, he's listening to these other programs. He took a visit to Georgia tech. He's never really fully reaffirmed that commitment. You know, there, there's some talk earlier on in the spring that, you know, he, I, I forgot, there was an interview he did in March, I think with, with, uh, with John Garcia talking about his commitment status, not being totally firm. And, you know, I, I could see him parting ways out of the class, you know, just would just, having seen these types of recruitments go down before as far as, you know, showing interest elsewhere um, and all, all that. But I will say he did show up to the cookout last Saturday, looked to be having a good time with all the commitments um, and, and looked pretty solid there. So um, it, it, that's a tricky one. Um, but I would put him in the category of guys to watch that could ultimately not end up in the class. With former Alabama offensive line coach Brent Key now at Georgia Tech, are you seeing some crossover with Georgia Tech involved with some guys perhaps in-state, because Brent Key, as we know, was a key recruiter in the state of Alabama for for the Crimson Tide during his time in Tuscaloosa. Other than Jones, are there some other guys that maybe you're seeing some of that interaction with? Yeah, you know, I think the main uh, other prospect in the state that he's kind of gone after is Roydell Williams out of Hueytown, the Alabama commitment. Um, I think in uh, one of our recent interviews, he, you know, he said Roydell said that Georgia Tech was a school he wanted to officially visit because um, obviously he did have that uh, prior relationship with Brinkey as his, as his area recruiter at Hueytown. So that's kind of the main one. But no, we have seen a good bit of crossover with, with just the Alabama commits in general. You know, we, we've seen Brian Branch take an official visit to uh, to Georgia Tech. Uh, we saw Jason Jones, like we just talked about, take an official visit there. Um, you know, Javier Morton's one of those guys that, you know, I, I don't I don't think many believe he's going to end up in the class, including myself. You know, he hasn't been to Bama all summer. Uh, there just doesn't seem to be that much of a push there for Javier Morton to stay in the class. And if you look at his Twitter today, unless he's tweeted it since we've been on this podcast, he, the only official offer he's put out is Georgia tech. And so that's another guy. And obviously being in Georgia, that that's also kind of a, a sell that, you know, Georgia tech can use to, to get him. But uh, there has been some crossover and we've seen Georgia tech dip into the state of Alabama a, a good bit more. Let me ask you about the running back position. I got to ask you about the running backs at least once every podcast. Since we last spoke, <laughs> Kendall Milton, the five-star running back, commits to Georgia. How does that impact Alabama? Does it at all? Uh, obviously, Zachary Evans still out there. Is Jace McClellan, the Oklahoma commitment, still in play? How do things sort of sit there following the Milton commitment to UGA? Yeah, you know, I, I think Kendall Milton was expected to commit to UGA. Um, talking to his camp at the opening, they made the coaching staffs pretty much aware of, of his decision after that uh series of official visits he took in June. You know, I think there was still 
there's obviously still Bama was still recruiting him towards the end. And, and I, I think Bama probably finished second place for him, but I don't think that was uh, out of left field for the Alabama coaching staff when he committed to Georgia. So beyond that, you know, obviously the priority guy is Zach Evans, um, number one running back in the country. I, I think that's the guy they probably have the best shot with still. It's going to be a battle with Texas A&M. And if you caught my interview with him, uh, last week, you know, he, he, he admitted that A&M and, and Texas and the in-state schools are actually in his top five still. And so, uh, you know, that that's going to be a battle till the end. I, I feel like every day there's like a different Zach <laughs> Evans rumor, Zach Evans buzz on a, on a message board somewhere. So I think there's going to be a lot of twists and turns there. But Bama's in good position, I think, still at the moment. Jace McClellan's a really interesting one because he is committed to Oklahoma. He's been committed there for a long time. But, you know, he's been showing a lot of interest in other schools, specifically Alabama. Um, he'll be back for an official visit. And so, you know, you know, I, I think we might have talked on the, talked about this last week on the podcast. But, you know, I, I, I think Bama would be hard pressed to say no to Jace McClellan if he wanted to commit today. You know, I don't I don't think that's a guy they would turn down if he if he wanted on board. And so um, it's going to be an interesting situation to watch uh, finish. I, I do think Bama wants to take two running backs that's been made pretty clear um, with Roy Dell Williams being the other guy on board. So we'll keep an eye on it this fall. Talking with Hank South does an outstanding job covering Alabama recruiting for BamaOnline.com. It is the built by Bama online podcast. You can access it anywhere you consume your podcast. We certainly appreciate your subscription to the built by Bama online podcast. If you don't mind, leave us a review while you're there. We'd certainly appreciate that as well. So other than Zachary Evans uh, and, and, and a couple of other players, let's let's get specific right now with these last few remaining spots or, you know, how many at six, seven that it could be maybe ultimately uh, other than Evans, a five star or two prospect that is out there that you think could very well end up in this Alabama class before it's all said and done for 2020. Yeah. You know, it's going to be an exciting finish. You know, I think people were kind of a little discouraged that Bama didn't get any commitments coming out of this cookout weekend. But if you kind of look at it, you know, with over 20 commitments on your list, I mean, there's not many spots left. And a lot of the guys that they're still recruiting are are taking their recruitments, the distance, like we just talked about Zach Evans. I I don't think he's in a huge rush to make a decision. Uh, But, you know, beyond Zach Evans, you know, the number one player in the country, I think Jordan Birch is a guy that's very much considering Alabama. Um, you know, he doesn't say really a word about recruiting ever. And nobody in this camp really does interviews either with anybody, uh, not just uh, not just us. And so I, I think he's a guy that's like quietly in the mix right there that Bama's could certainly add to this class, you know, facing Clemson and South Carolina and Georgia for him. Justin Flo, we talked about earlier. Um, I, I think Bama's still very much in that fight. Um, you know, the, these two uh, these two tight end targets, Eric Gilbert and Darnell Washington, I, I think Bama's going to get at least one of those guys. I, I don't think they're going to get both. I mean, that would be hitting the jackpot of, of the tight end need if you were to land Eric Gilbert and Darnell Washington. But, you know, I think you can make arguments for both guys ending up in the class and, and specifically more so Eric Gilbert as of late. If you've kind of followed his visits and, and kind of tracked that recruitment, it seems like Bama's kind of really making a move there for him. So th- those are a few. Um, and, and, you know, they're, they're still in the mix. They're going to get official visits from guys like Keely Ringo, the number one cornerback in the nation, uh, or they should be getting an official visit from Elias Ricks, uh, the LSU commitment cornerback, uh, LSU cornerback commitment five-star ranked uh defensive back from california and, and some others so that there's still in the mix for plenty of guys and, and obviously have two five stars um on board and chris braswell and drew sanders let's go to the built by bama online podcast mailbag as we wind down with hank south here uh on the show 
and title fan there on the roundtable, Hank. He wants to know, if you had to predict the next commitment, who are a guy or two that you would expect it to be? That's a good question. Um, and I think there's a couple directions you could go with this. Um, Xavier Alford, the four-star safety from Houston, from the Houston area in Pearland, uh, I think he's a guy that's kind of looking towards committing pretty soon. Uh, you know, I, I think things have been trending in Bama's favor for him for the last month or so. Uh, he, he's still taking some other visits. The schools are still trying to, you know, sway him a little bit. But I, I think Bama is where he's leaning, and I could see him committing next. Jameel Burroughs, four-star defensive tackle that's committed to Georgia currently, uh, hasn't really visited Georgia at all since April and it has been to Bama several times. And so I, I think he's a guy that's potentially looking at making a change. And I think Alabama is the school he, he would make the change for if he did reopen. And then one other guy I'd keep an eye on is Nadab Joseph. Um, the one time Alabama commit turned Georgia signee that ended up going the, the junior college route at independence uh, community college. I think he's trending to Alabama as well. And so um, three guys, I wouldn't be shocked to see pop in August. And obviously, you know, the 2021 class has kind of taken off um, in its own as well. So, you know, we'll keep an eye there, but as far as 2020 guys, the 2020 recruits go, I think those three guys are ones to watch. Ward for Bama on the BOL round table. Wants to know if kids are more enamored with the up and coming programs of the world these days. I'm not sure if Ward is referring to Clemson and Georgia. It, it, it would seem that's the case, although I would argue they're not up and coming. They're already up there. Uh, right. And Ward wants to know, has Bama lost its sparkle in recruiting or is there just more confidence from kids that those other places can help them reach their goals? Yeah, that's. I'm not sure how to answer. I, I don't think Bama's lost a sparkle Do you at sense all. It? You talk to these kids. Yeah, I was going to I was going to kind of no. rephrase it for you. You talk to these kids. Yeah, um, you, you know, the reaction uh, that, that Alabama gets and on the recruiting trail. Is it is it pretty much sustaining in terms of what we've seen over the last decade or so? I think it's still absolutely sustaining. Obviously, you know, I, I think the SEC is kind of and, you know, Clemson as well in the ACC. I think I think the. The new, I feel like there's like this new recruiting, uh, I guess, uh, era where there's a lot of strong recruiters in these different staffs. And I, I think, you know, social media is obviously making everything change and kind of flaring everything up a little bit. But, you know, I, I don't think Bama's lost its sparkle at all. I think I always think I think you're in a good position as a program where you're in the position where more guys want to come than you have spots for. And I, that's kind of, I feel like that's a good measure or a metric to go by. You know, Bama's in a very good position in 2020. You know, they're ranked the number two class in the country and, and they're going to have to turn down really good players. And so, uh, you know, as long as Nick Saban is there, uh, I don't I don't see Bama losing its sparkle at all. And obviously these these programs are, are building up. It's, it's this facilities arms race now and, and everything programs have to offer. But, you know, I, I don't Bama has not lost it you know we, we talk to recruits all the time we talk to high profile recruits all the time and you know bim is always one of the first schools they mention and so obviously you know it helps to win a national championship you know that clemson is going to benefit from that on the recruiting trail but you know it, it would be way too premature to say anything uh, of, of the sort of alabama kind of losing that that uh that advantage it has on the recruiting trail as we put a lid on the latest edition of the built by bama online podcast bama man for jc asked the question obviously we know moses dylan moses is a starter at inside linebacker and josh mcmillan will play a role of the rest of the group who might be the guy to come in and play the pass 
versus spread teams. I'll handle that one real quickly <laughs> as we get out of here. Bama man for JC. I, I think Nick Saban, as you said, touched on it at SEC Media Days. And, um, you know, I think that Josh McMillan goes into fall camp on Friday as the as the weak side linebacker alongside Dylan Moses, who steps into that middle linebacker role and that play calling uh, responsibility that comes with it. But absolutely, I think there are still roles within that defense at inside linebacker that a newcomer like Shane Lee, you saw Shane Lee make a nice play in coverage in the 8 day game, picked off Mac Jones early in that contest. Um, so, yeah, I, I think there's the possibility for a couple of those guys. Ali Caho, I wouldn't count out at this point. Jalen Moody, the same thing as another second-year player. Uh, maybe Markel Benton will be in that mix, but you know, the guy that I thought was ascending when spring practice came to a close was probably Shane Lee uh, as much as anyone other than Dylan Moses. Although, again, got to give Josh McMillan a lot of credit as a fifth-year senior. He's hung in there. Uh, he is trusted first and foremost. We can talk about athletic attributes and skills and playing in coverage and space. If you don't know the coverages and you can't put them into play once the ball is snapped, and be comfortable playing within them, uh, it, it, it doesn't matter. So it all starts with trust, and that's the one thing Josh McMillan has very much in his favor or has had with his inside linebacker coach and defensive coordinator Pete Golding uh, over pretty much the rest of the competition. That's going to do it for another edition of the Built by Bama online podcast. Thanks to our subscribers at BamaOnline.com helping us out in the Built by Bama online mailbag hey hank have a great weekend my man you too travis thanks for having me on there he goes hank south recruiting analyst for BamaOnline.com. keep it locked to BamaOnline.com. we're gonna have complete coverage of fall camp 2019 that gets underway friday uh we're gonna take you right through the month of august you're gonna want to hang around for the recruiting news as well from both hank south and tim watts Myself, Charlie Potter, Kirk McNair, Deanon McMillan, we're going to have the team aspect of things covered for you coming up in the very near future. Thanks again, and join us in the very near future when the Built by Bama Online podcast returns.